A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems, too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and, of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable, too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Mobile phone companies say they offer home internet. But if their internet comes from a cell phone network, you should know. It's just phone internet, not home internet. Keep your home up to speed with Cox. Cox Internet is faster and has more reliable download speeds than 5G home Internet. Cox is the real home Internet you're looking for. Based on Cox analysis of UCLA speed test intelligence data, Q3 2022 and Cox serviceable areas, visit cox.com internet for details. Hello listeners and welcome back to another episode of The Beautiful Game. Edge, what are you saying my guy? I'm good bro, um, we've got a special guest today, slightly different, um, you know a lot of people have been messaging us, inboxing us and saying that we want to hear from the youngsters, people making their way in the game and I'm happy to say we've delivered on that front. No, definitely, I'm excited for this one, I need to bring the heat because these youngsters, they're ready to take our place, so <laughs> well, we're delighted to announce that we're joined with Brooke Norton Cuffey. How are you today, bro? I'm fine, I'm good, you guys? We're good. Yeah, we're good, bro. Love we're for coming good. on and taking the time out. Obviously, no I know you're on holiday now, so, <laughs> you know, spending an hour with us, like, we're not going to take it for granted, so love for that. No worries, bro. Yeah, so it's, you know what? Take us back to the beginning. Let's just, how did you fall in love with the game? Um, my brothers, all my brothers are sporty. Um, before I could walk, I used to go and watch my brothers play Sunday league football. Was he trying to run onto the pitch? <laughs> this was before I could. <laughs> <laughs> this, this, this was when I was in my mum's arms and that. So, yeah, I used to watch my brothers play football when I grew up. Um, my dad used to take us to the park and stuff like that. I used to go have a kick about when I was old enough to play football and just watching my brothers play football, really. That's what made me fall in love with the game. So, like, what's your earliest sort of football memories of, like, watching the game or players that you started to, like, look up to and think, you know what, I want to kind of emulate this player? Um, when I was younger, I didn't watch football, to be honest with you. I just used to play football. Like, I didn't really watch football. Um, you couldn't get me to sit in the house and watch football. I would be like, no, nah, I'm going outside to play. But, well, you're too energetic. Yeah, literally, <laughs> like... My brother would be there watching games. My brother, like, he watches football all the time. He'd be like, come sit down. It's good that you watch football. And I'd be like, but it's in the bit I go out and play. So I go outside and play football. But um, earliest memories, um, my brother supporting Man United and like, the whole house kind of supporting Man United. So growing up, watching Man United, sitting next to my brother sometimes, that's probably the earliest memories I remember, like, watching football. So which players were about those days? Like, who were the um, players leading the way? When I was watching... Rooney, oh, yeah. like, Rooney was main man at the time I was watching, I was probably like six. Yeah, Rooney was the main man I was watching, I was probably like five, six. 
Rooney was just ripping the Premier out. So cool. And like, when did you know that you had something about you? Because everyone knows that. Look, okay, I'm playing as a as a kickabout, as a laugh, but you clock like, hold on, I've actually got something here. I'm actually doing my thing, kind of thing. Um, I didn't realize, to be honest with you, until like first year scholar, you know. Wow, that's kind of late. Yeah, like, people used yeah, to tell... That's 14, 15, right? No, first year scholar is like 16. Yeah. So, like, I didn't realise until, like, first year scholar, like, before I knew I was good and that, but, like, I didn't realise, like, I'm taking this football thing, like, like, I'm actually good at this, like, I'm doing very well at this, like. Until first year scholar, I didn't think, like, I stopped to realise it. Like, before I was just playing football, having fun, and, like, first year scholar, when I was... um when I started playing 23s when I was uh, first year, that's when I was like, yeah, I'm actually doing But surely, like, the mandem on ends. Oh, yeah, yeah, It must have been saying pro. Yeah, yeah. You are yeah, yeah. balling yeah. out kind of thing. No, um, where I grew up, like, pitch would open at, like, 12, close at 8. So, 12 to 8. 12 to, like, 4 was the younger session, and then 4 to 8 was, like, the oldest. So, like, the oldest didn't want, really want the, young, the youngsters playing and that, but... I used to just stand on the side and just wait to jump in and then a couple of times I jumped in and that just ripped it up and then yeah. Yeah. just playing with the olders all the time. And then, yeah, like the olders used to be like, oh yeah, you're actually hard still. Yeah. So that must have given you like mad confidence. So like in Arsenal, when was the moment where you started to like make a name for yourself? Because obviously you were speaking about playing with the under 23s and you're what, 18 years of age. So obviously they must have realised that, you know what, this is a boy that can be pushed more than these pairs? Um, I think under 15, under 16 season, um, I made the transition to right back. Then like, I kind of took off, I think. I was um, under nines, under tens, I was like at the top, like, nines, tens, elevens, but that's when I was a striker. But then when I made the transition to right back, I think I got my England call up. Then once I got my England call up, like, things just started getting a lot better from there. So. So what caused you to make a transition? Because we speak to loads of players, like yeah. they start off as a striker, yeah. then eventually they just find themselves moving back. So um, I was a striker um, from the time I started playing football, really. Yeah. My older brother always told me I was going to be a fullback, but I was a striker. Oh, okay. yeah. <laughs> I started playing football. Um, my coach sat me down one day. I think this was like under 14 season. And before that, the season before that, I was just putting up dumb stats, like yeah. 100 goals a season. Wow. 15 goals yeah. a game, stuff like that. And it, yeah. dumb stats. And then one season. How old was you when you were doing that? Um, Under 12 season, under 11 season, under 10 season. And under 13 season, we won. My team won everything. It was three of us, me, Malcolm Abui and Ken Edwards. Us three up top, just <laughs> ripped up everything. He just, <laughs> Kieran Edwards, he just signed his first professional yeah, contract. Yeah, he just signed his thing. And Malcolm's yeah. at Derby, he's playing championship. Oh, oh yeah, he's yeah, been yeah, linked yeah, to yeah. like loads oh, of clubs. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. yeah, oh, yeah. That's, yeah. Like, that's my good boy, like. Yeah. Okay. Like, so it was us three up top and just set the league, like, just ripped up <laughs> everything, like. So it's one of them yes. ones that before you come on, it's like, well, yeah. how many goals you getting? Like, yeah, that's sort of like, me and Kieran used to have competitions, like, I remember when I first signed to Arsenal, this was like under 10s, I think. I scored six goals. This was when I was on trial. I scored six goals, he scored seven. Then me and him come back in the changing room. This when I was on trial, because I knew him from Chelsea days. So, mm. so I was on trial, I was like, oh, I'm going to score my goals in the next week. He's like, cool, we'll see. So these times, when you're under 10s, 
you don't all play on the same team. You have two, you have two different teams. So I've heard Kayon scored um, like he's on like six goals. I'm on like five. Then end of the day comes now. I, f- I think I ended up on 15 goals against Aston Villa. Then that's the time I got signed. He ended up on 10. So like, it's always a little competition thing between us. Lot, but yeah. So what, why Arsenal, by the way? Is that the first team that had a look at you? or? Nah, um, I was at Chelsea from uh, sixes to under nines. Um, at Chelsea, I think um, I got a bit complacent. Um, like... I was I was good, but I wasn't doing all the things I should have been doing. Um, then I think I was always ahead of my age group until like under nines. Under nines, I started to slack off a bit, um, but like I didn't like the way it was at Chelsea for me. Like those games, I'll be sub, I'll be brought on, I score three goals, take me off. Mm-hmm. So like then had a conversation with the coaches. A um, couple of weeks later, I got my release paper. So mm-hmm. at Chelsea. So did you ask to be released or did the club sort of say, you um, know what, it's not working for both parties? Or um, This is when we first started out, my dad was a bit more vocal than he is now. <laughs> yeah. Um, obviously, he's coming from Sunday League. He thinks yeah. he's going to come and talk. But, yeah. Um, no, nah, it just didn't work out, in it? So yeah. had a conversation, got my release papers. Um, they came in the mail, actually. I found out before I was going to school and um, my mum told me before I was going to school, she like, what do you think of this? I was like, it's unfortunate, but it is what it is. We'll go and try other clubs. So I went on trial, Tottenham, uh, Arsenal, of course. Um, I think I went on trial, Liverpool. Like I went all over the place, like loads of clubs. And then um, obviously I signed for Arsenal. And what made you choose Arsenal? Is it like the conveyor belt of young players? Like when you see people in the first team, like Bakayo or Enketia or um, Emil Smith-Rowe, was, was, was there a particular reason as to why you chose Arsenal? I just like the training, to be honest with you. Like um, when I went there, um, the training was um, a lot of technical work. And I think that's the side of my game that I really needed to work on a bit more. Um, I think it was a lot more structured. And it was at Chelsea at a young age, so I went there and enjoyed it. Um, I got along with the players and I said, yeah, I might as well join. So was it one of those ones where like clubs are like, queuing up to sign you? Like, Did you have the trials within like, a close proximity um, and you had like a decision to make between like Arsenal, Liverpool, Chelsea or how it did like, it drop? Um, it was like loads of clubs came in for me and I just didn't end up going to all the trials. I just... Um, like clubs came in. I went on trial at Tottenham. I remember that trial. I went on trial at Tottenham, and I just ended up choosing Arsenal. Like, I just liked the way Arsenal was. I liked the environment. I liked the coaches. I liked the players. So, I, d- I kind of brushed off all the other clubs. Um, my dad was like, "Oh, I tried this club. Tried this club." I was like, "I, I like Arsenal. I'm gonna stay where I am." So, yeah. Yeah. So, um, Arsenal are known for or renowned for their Hayland Academy setup. As Dot mentioned, there's so many youngsters that are coming through the system. So what is it about that sort of setup that provides like a platform for youngsters to like showcase their talent? Um, you do train quite a lot. Um, and the training is yeah. intense. And um, like the way Arsenal structure it, um, of course, you have team training. But at a younger age, especially, you have your IDAs, which is your individual development areas that you work on that you need to get a better run and at the end of the season you'll come and like you'll see if you ticked it off if not 
you go again next season or halfway through the season like you have stop points where you're trying to get better and trying to get better and trying to get better and it's not just from a footballing side it's from a mental side a technical side it's like they take everything that's incorporated into football and they actually show it to you and teach it to you so I think that's the way Haylen produces so many good players and like, how close would you say is the first team with the academy? Because we're seeing all across the country, like you know, the first team working in tandem with the academy to get that sort of like conveyor belt of young yeah. players coming through. So at Arsenal, how is the system? Um, I don't think it's too far off. Um, I think the style of football you play, um, the way you play, and the mentality. Um, I think the same right down from first team through the academy. Arsenal's um, known for playing passing football fluid football um, and from you get taught that from young from under 10s from the time I got there at, at Chelsea was a bit more when you were younger a bit more individual and at Arsenal got there passing drills passing patterns like it's a lot more um, how can I put it it's a lot more um, structured and um, the way you play is built into you from the time you're a kid all the way until you get into the first team yeah, because we spoke to um, Per Mertesack on the podcast and he's like a main figure in terms of like the academy set up. And what interested me is he was talking about succession plans. So mm-hmm. let's say up top, you have like a Bamiyang, mm-hmm. you have Eddie, you have Falar and Belogan. Mm-hmm. So in terms of right back, I'm sure they've probably got a similar setup in terms of obviously having Tomiyasu mm-hmm. and your name will probably be within that pyramid. So yeah. are you aware of like the club's plans for you long term? Um sort of it's like you're not gonna get told oh you're gonna yeah yeah <laughs> but it's like you know or you have a feeling that if i do this i'm gonna progress so it's like i went out alone very early so it was like i'm gonna get professional games in men's football so it's like that's something ticked off so then it's you get to the next step and you get to the next step and each step you keep going you get closer to achieving the goal and that's been in the first team really so, like, talk to us about your personal game because I speak to a lot of people in football mm. and I was like, yeah, we're going to be interviewing Brock. And like, oh, my days, baller. Like, he's going to be the next, you know, superstar right back. Not to put pressure <laughs> on you, but that, yeah. that's what contacts are telling me within the game. Yeah. So what are your strengths? What are your weaknesses? Um, strengths, um, 1v1s. Um, that's attacking and defending, I'll say. Um, I like to defend, so 1v1 defending, I take those very personally. Uh, <laughs> it, so it's like, you don't want to be getting, yeah, don't yeah. want to be getting beat, you don't yeah, want to be getting ripped, yeah, so it's yeah, like, yeah. I take those personally, so. Um, and going forward, I like to have the ball at my feet, I like to get at players, um, I like to be creative, I like to combine, I like to link up with people, and I like getting stats, so. And like, what, like, what is it about you, man? Because when you were coming to the studio, I was like, raw, you're a unit, fam. Like, bro, you're only 19 and you're mm-hmm. looking like a monster already. Like, so what are they giving you at Arsenal, bro? Um, I'm 18, actually. 18? Yeah. Um, uh, to be fair, Arsenal is very good with their gym programme. It's like, from young, I remember from under, I think under 12s, under 11s, it's like, had us in the gym but like you weren't doing heavy weights but they're teaching you the movements yeah like we used to do um learn how to do squats and stuff like um cleans and stuff like that Mm. with um, a wooden pole that's what you start off with and then it's like you progress to like a 7.5 kg bar and like so 
at the same time you're building your strength but you're making sure you're flexible and your body yeah. can get into the right position so like their physical program from young is very very good like i think that helped me a lot and also myself um as i told you i got brothers so <laughs> yeah not, i have to make sure so and um my brothers um are quite physical as well like my older my the brother just above me plays basketball um and the one just above me used to play football and the oldest one used to, uh, does like mixed martial arts stuff like that so like we always used to just do things gym stuff like that and when I was younger, as punishments and that, my dad used to make me do wall sits. Used to do wall sits and stuff like that. So, yeah, 30 yeah. seconds a minute, your legs oh, will be yeah, burning. So, <laughs> so, yeah, but no, physically, I used to play loads of sports as well. I used to play basketball, swimming, trampoline, used to do everything. So, that's where it comes from. Yeah, when you spoke about your game, you mentioned all the statistics or all the characteristics, should I say, in terms of the modern day fullback, goals and assists mentioned winning your jewels mm -hmm. so like in the modern game which sort of fullbacks are you looking at and thinking mm, this is sort of like a similar look to how i want to get my game to to be when i fully mature um i don't think there's any one player that i say i play exactly like him but i think i take aspects from quite a lot of players like reese james um physically kind of reminds me because <laughs> he's yeah. a beast yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> Obviously, he gets his stats, he gets goals, he gets assists, um, the way he crosses the ball, the way he strikes a ball. Um, as an all-round right-back, he's just top. Obviously, Trent, um, the, when you look at Trent, like, technically, as a right-back, he's just different. Mm -hmm. He's different level, the way he crosses, the way he clips a ball. Um, and then defensively, defensively, sometimes I look at players and I think, Everyone, as a fullback nowadays, I think sometimes the defensive side is a bit neglected. Um, so, you know what? Sorry to interject. From your perspective, yeah. is it attack first or is it I need to do my job defensively first mm. and then attack? Um, defensively first, I would say. Because especially when I went out on loan, you see it's defensive first because end of the day, if you keep a clean sheet, you're not going to lose. So you're going to at least get a point. But, um, go it's in. interesting because like someone like uh, Aaron Wan-Bissaka, for example, yeah. he's a right back and yeah. people sort of look at him and say, oh, he doesn't get the attacking yeah, yeah, stats yeah. of like uh, Reese James or Trent. Mm. So like in your mind, do you think if I'm not delivering numbers, I'm not doing my job? Mm. Or do you think if we keep a clean sheet, I'm doing my job? <laughs> if you no, understand I what I'm think, saying? I think both, you know. Okay. I think it's like, especially when I was on loan, like, if we won, if we won the game, and um, say we kept a clean sheet, and I didn't do enough going forward, or I didn't create enough chances, or I didn't get a goal assist, um, it will hurt me. Like I'll be fuming after the game. Yeah. Like, um, so I think it's both because you can't just do one side of the game nowadays. I think mm. you've got to do both, and it's very important as a fullback to do both. So. Talk to us about your time at Lincoln. You said that, you know, playing men's football is important to you. Why is it so important in terms of, you know, obviously you're still young, but why do you think you need to be in that environment of playing men's football? Um, um, you're playing for something. You're playing for a lot more. You're playing for three points. And um, unfortunately, we were in the relegation battle at one point. So we were playing for more than just three points. We're playing to stay up. 
Mm. And I think I, I like playing in front of fans. So the fans really get behind you and they push you. And the team environment, it's like you all have a set goal. It's win, win, win. When you're in the academy, of course, you want to win games, but you think more about your development and your individual self trying to push in to get into the first team. But when you're on loan, you're actually in the first team, you're in the first team environment. And it's a culture of we have to win games, we have to do this, we have to do that. So I just like being in that type of environment. And I think first team football, um, men's football was just so good for me. Like I learned loads. Yeah, because I watched that seven-minute clip that was released, I think, last week, yeah. where you were talking about your experience and they interviewed, I think, the scientists, the fitness yeah, yeah, scientists yeah. at Lincoln, and they were just talking about your mentality, yeah. how you bedded yourself in. And I think in the lower leagues, there's almost a bit of like a, of a snobbery towards youngsters coming from professional. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, he's a fancy Dan, or he yeah. thinks he's bigger than... But with you, there was like, nah, he came in, he respected us, yeah. he'd done as he was told you immersed yourself in the culture of the club. Yeah. How important was that for you to do? Um, I think if I went in and just kept myself to myself and just played my game, then I don't think you would have, because obviously these are senior players, they've played their game, so <laughs> you actually need to earn their respect. Like At the end of the day, you're a kid, you're coming into their environment, it's their club. So I think from day one, um, I just came in with the mindset of I'm coming in to work hard and get a right-back spot and perform and go back to Arsenal a better player. So from day one, training, like it was completely different. Intensity, the physicality. I remember I got smashed in like the first <laughs> five minutes. Yeah. Like, was it, what was you thinking? Welcome back, to back, League One. Back to Arsenal. <laughs> <laughs> no, I know, it was, when I got there as well, it was cold as well. <laughs> <laughs> and at Arsenal, like you get given your thermals, I got there he's giving me shorts short socks a t-shirt I didn't even get a long top I've gone to him what that firm was he said you're not Arsenal now mate <laughs> so like from day one it's just so mm. different but I think you can't just like I got smashed I'm not just gonna sit there and just think oh, I'm gonna smash I'm gonna relax mm. da, da, da. It's like, you have to work hard. You've got to show that grit. So mm. I got smashed. I'm not just going to say, cool, a senior player smashed me. I'm going to go and smash him back. So mm. it was like that from day one. It was just a battle. So every single day in training, I was just working hard. Sometimes things get heated in training or things get heated in games and stuff like that. But you just got to know how to deal with it and just stick up for yourself, really. And just show them that you're not going to just come here and just turn the cheek and just get bullied and actually be a player and actually not just be a player you're going to go into the team and show what you can do so that's what I've done and how how would you say that experience helped you mentally from from yeah a psychological standpoint I think it helped me a lot um mentally I think before going there I was good but it did help me a lot obviously um I was by myself in Lincoln uh no family no friends How, how was that because you know as football fans we sit on our armchair and just watch watch matches. We don't understand what's going on in a footballer's head. We see you get onto the pitch. If you perform, yeah, you're great. If you don't perform, oh, you're shit. Yeah. You get what I'm trying to yeah, say? Yeah, yeah. So, like, in terms of being by yourself, away from family, how how difficult was that? Um, I don't think... There wasn't many times I really, like, realised it. It was boring, of course, but there wasn't many times I realised, oh, I'm away from family. This is bad because I just 
came down with the mindset of I've got a job to do. There was sometimes it did hit you though. Mm. Like we finished training at we start training about eight thirty, we finished about one, two. So you have the rest of the day. Mm. So there was times in your house just like this is this is lame man. Like, mm. I just wanna you know what I'm saying, but um just try to keep yourself occupied really. My day. So what did you do like to keep yourself preoccupied? Um I got a David Lloyd's membership and just went gym really. Wow, no wonder you're looking like <laughs> you're so, looking like Hulk. Yeah, so, so I went David Lloyd's pretty much every single day after training, and before I got into the squad for Lincoln, um, I was doing extras by myself. So like, I was going for runs around the town and I was doing hill sprints or going into my garden, skipping and stuff like that. And obviously, I got a lot more time in my hands, so I could cook before, but I learned how to cook a bit better. And um, just watch Netflix. Mm. It's, pretty much it. it's interesting because on my drive down, I found one of your teammates from Lincoln, yeah. TJ Yoma, yeah, and yeah, I was yeah. like, "Oh, we're interviewing Brooke yeah. today." And I was like, "You yeah, tell me three things about him." Yeah. He's like, "Bro, that guy's a baller. He's <laughs> driven. He works hard, and he listens." And he was saying initially when you came into Lincoln, you weren't really starting, yeah. but you kept training hard, you mm. kept working hard. Then once you took your slot, you took your opportunity. Yeah. And I was like, so long term, what do you think about Brooke? And he's like, yeah, he's got a shot. Mm. Obviously, he's got a big, big shot of playing for Arsenal. Obviously, you need that bit of luck. Because yeah. he was talking about his time at Tottenham, yeah, 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 et cetera. Yeah, yeah. When, but he said that, yeah, this boy, your mm. mindset and your ability is what sets you apart. Yeah. Um, so what do you think about that, hearing that from your pairs that have, have played with you? Um, I think from the time I went there, me and TJ got on. I knew him from a couple of people from before, so... Like, he did take me under his wing a little bit, but, yeah, I think what you said is pretty much spot on. Like, when I came there, I put my head down. I worked hard. My time when I wasn't playing, it was a bit difficult because I'm used to playing games. No one likes sitting on the bench, so there was times I was sitting on the bench. I'm thinking, I'm not... Because I did come on every game I sat on the bench, but it's like, you want to be starting games. You want to be playing the whole 90 minutes, and you're not starting. You've got to do runs after the game and stuff like that mm-hmm. it's not something that you really want to be doing but I think you just got to keep your head down and just keep cracking on really so what's what's next for, for Brooke next season we've got to talk about the goal Sheffield Wednesday can't be sorry talk to us about your goal um, <laughs> nah uh, it's a brilliant moment like yeah yeah um, to be fair, the goal was coming for a couple of games before. You've got that, you've got yeah. that pinned yeah. on your on your Twitter. You're not <laughs> playing. <laughs> yeah, no, I think the goal was coming. Like I had a, I went on a couple crazy runs before those. Nearly ended up in goals. Um, the game before that, I think I took the ball from my own half and dribbled to theirs and hit it with my left. I thought it went in, but like missed by like a couple of inches. Mm. So everyone just kept telling me, "Keep going, the goal's coming, the goal's coming," and. Even my boy Malcolm, I told him the day before, literally, I got a score tomorrow. So, like, yeah. the goal, like, it's been coming, I got a score tomorrow. So, when it happened, it was just like, it was surreal. Um, my parents were in the stands, um, had family at that game. So, yeah, it was like surreal. The fans, the fans went crazy. It was against Sheffield Wednesday, well, that's a big club. So, yeah, they got to the playoffs. Yeah, yeah, it's a big club. So, and I think it's like a little rivalry as well. So, yeah, it was. Great moment. So just one one more on that. Like when you say you felt that it was coming, mm. like w- what do you mean by that? Because for example, I'm a Liverpool supporter, mm. and obviously we got my man in the background. Right? That's a Liverpool <laughs> yeah. supporter, yeah. so he will relate with this. <laughs> but 
for example, Joe Gomez. Yeah. yeah, he's never scored a goal for Liverpool. Brilliant player, mm-hmm. fantastic defender. But I never feel like the goal's coming mm-hmm. with him, right? Mm-hmm. So when you say the goal's coming, mm-hmm. why and how? Um, I think my first start, I picked the ball up in my own half and I dribbled all the way into the box and like, I megged the last man and the mm-hmm. keeper just came out. <laughs> And like even I've, I've watched the video back a couple times, and you even and see you the players go. They're starting to celebrate. Yeah, yeah. Before yeah. I saw, what every time you watch it back, you think it's, it's actually like, gonna go yeah, in. Where it's just like, <laughs> <laughs> but then um, there's been a couple like mm. a couple shots, a couple missed runs. Like it was just so close that it's like it has to happen sooner or later. <laughs> so that's why I just feel like it's coming because and it's so close and it keeps getting closer and closer and closer. But um, it's going to eventually go in So Yeah Yeah so your experience At Lincoln As we said Went positive mm-hmm. Like You played under 23s football yeah. So now Would you say You're a first team player That Maybe Under 23s Not that it's beneath you But yeah. you want to continue This trajectory Of playing in front of fans mm-hmm. Playing in meaningful games No 100% I feel like I want to play professional football Um I want to play in front of France. I want to showcase my talent. Um, and I want to um, be in a first-team environment where I'm playing week in, week out. Even if I'm not playing week in, week out, make sure I'm trying to get there to play week in, week out and actually striving to win things or get the three points. And I just want to play men's football in a decent standard of football. So play men's football at a high level. That's all I want to do for next season, really. Because when you look at Arsenal qualifying for Europa League, yeah. that's going to add more of a workload to the team. And obviously at right back right now, you've got Tommy Esu, mm-hmm. you've got Cedric. Mm-hmm. As Dot was mentioning earlier, we're in a group chat yeah. and a lot of people say, oh, we've got some youngster coming through, like maybe you can get some opportunities. Is that something you've thought about? Um, I haven't thought about it too much. It's, of course, it crosses your mind here and there because um, there's... Two right backs, there's two first team right backs, Cedric and Tomiyasu. Unfortunately, they both had injuries. So when people have injuries, you get your chance. But um, I was on loan. Um, yeah, it's something to think about here and there. But to be honest with you, um, at this current moment in time, until I get back to Arsenal, I have, hopefully, I go Euros, I have Euros coming up for England. So yeah. Think about that. And then when I go pre season, if I go pre season with the first team, go there and impress. And then if you impress, then hopefully I get my chance. But that's the only way. Another thing I forgot to ask is when you're out on loan, mm-hmm. how um, connected is someone like Mikko Arteta to your oh. development? Do they send you clips? Do they communicate and say, oh, well done, you're doing well or stuff like that? It's a bit different for me because um, I went as an under-23 player. I, I don't know if you, what happens if you go as a first-team player, but for me, I was more in contact with the um, 23 staff, so... Uh, uh, messaged me quite a few times I had um, 23 staff like we have someone who's in charge of the loans there who kept in contact with me um, my head coach kept in contact with me quite a bit and just other staff the sports scientist was on me all the time and was contacting Lincoln make sure he does his gym this day make sure he does his gym that day so they were pretty hands on with me to be fair and you mentioned that you've got the Euros coming up like how how much are you looking forward to that? Because that's an opportunity for you to pit your wits on an international stage. Yeah. Um, if I go to Euros, this would be very good for me. Um, 
I played um, three, yeah, I played three out of the three games for the qualifiers with the under 19s. That was my first time playing under 19s. That's a year up because I'm under 18. Yeah. Um, and if I go Euros, I just want to go there and win it, really. It would be great to have a, um international trophy under your belt and to win something for your country as well, so. Yeah, so like, talk to us about your interests outside of football. I know we spoke about football, mm-hmm. obviously Arsenal, Lincoln. So outside of the game, what do you get up to? I know you mentioned a bit of it at Lincoln. You're watching yeah, yeah, Netflix yeah. and you like the gym, but outside of that, what what do you get up to? Um, I don't do much really. To be honest with you, like as a footballer, I think there's not much you can do. Like I like me personally, I'm an active person. I like doing loads of things. Mm. I'm a sporty person, but during the season, you can't do much of that because if you're playing games, if you're playing two games a week, it's going to just fatigue your body. You're not going to be able to train properly every day. So pretty much chill. Like when I was at Lincoln, just chilling, Netflix, games sometimes, talk to my boys. That's about it. Mm, saw you enjoying your holiday and your your jet ski, flexing their muscles. (laughs) (laughs) And how do you deal with the, the fame? Because obviously like, people will start to notice, especially Arsenal fans for now, will be like, oh, that's Brooke. Mm. How, how do you deal with that? Um, to be fair, I didn't really get it as much. Like, my dad gets it sometimes. Mm-hmm. Like, my dad um, my dad works on construction. Dad's a builder, so like, there was once he went into Screwfix, he's come home. Brooke, the man at Screwfix, he said he's been watching you, he said you're going to be the next best thing. Like, my mum and dad follow it, like, the fame side a bit more than me. Okay. Um, like, Obviously, they're your parents. They're proud. So they're, <laughs> yeah, they so want to say it to yeah. everyone. Yeah. Like, that's my son. That's my yeah. son. <laughs> but, um, I didn't get it too much until I went to Lincoln because Lincoln's such a small town. It's like okay. everyone in the town knows you. So like, I think I went there. I think it was the first week I went there and I got a free Starbucks because the lady said, "Oh, you're the new signing, right? Oh yeah, you're gonna play well." Da, da, da. Here's a free Starbucks. Like everyone in town, you're walking. I go David Lloyd's. I'm coming out of the sauna. <laughs> Brooke, can I stop and have a chat? Da, 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 da. It's like, I'll be in the sauna, I'll be there with my teammate. Next thing you know, there's 10 people in the sauna. Wow. Just there trying to talk to you. Mm-hmm. Or like, I'm That's leaving. Or like, I'm leaving and there's people waiting outside so they can take pictures with you. Serious? Wow. So yeah, That's a lot. Think, <laughs> That's yeah. a lot. So I think I didn't really see the fame side until I went to Lincoln because Lincoln, their fan base is quite big. and like, Their fans, because it's such a small town, they all know who you are. And especially because I was playing quite well, they were just like, they just wanted to know me, wanted to speak to me. But to be fair, I, love, I, I, I loved it. Like, I think when I was injured, um, um, I sat down on the um, bench before the game and primary school kids were coming over, talking to me, take pictures. I had to walk around. I had to go into the um, pub and do a little interview, a little speech, speak to the fans. But no, I didn't really answering the question I didn't really realise until I went to Lincoln as a youngster as someone being 18 social media is very prominent like this is the social media age mm-hmm. how important for you is it to like maybe obviously not read too much of the press because when it's high it's high when yeah. it's low it's low so it's like you know people love to build players up mm-hmm. then when they make a mistake they can tear them down so how are you with social media um, I'm, I'm aware of my social media like, pretty much aware of what's going on and what people are saying. I have a group chat um, with my family 
when there's new when there's news article stuff, my mum will send it in. First yeah. I send it in. So I, I I do know what goes on but um the upside, obviously it's nice to hear what people are saying about you. But it's like you can't read too much into it because at the end of the day, their fans, of course they have their say, but it's not like their opinion's not gonna change what you're doing. Mm. So and the downsides, because obviously there's going to be times where you, you do have a maybe a bad game or you do do something wrong that maybe the fans or the media won't like. But I don't think you can look too much into it. But at the same time, you do have to be smart and responsible about what you do on social media because you can get crucified on that. Well said, well said. And in terms of like fashion, are you into fashion or um, just keep it tracky <laughs> thing? Or I'm I'm chill to be fair. Yes. Most days tracky. <laughs> catch me in the centrals most days really just trackies um i don't really go out when i go out to eat you might see me dress up in little jeans t-shirt okay let's say you're going on a date now what's yeah. what's the drip what's Wh- the drip white tea nah um <laughs> to be fair i got my missus so when i go out my missus is like i do dress up a bit Jeez. um depends where we're going though because some place you have to go dress a bit fancy cool let's mm. say you're doing mayfair we're not gonna name any <laughs> We're not gonna name any restaurants, but let's say you're going Mayfair date night. Ah, cool. So like <laughs> probably Cargos, Dior's. Come on. Um, probably Palm Angels tea or something, and then just a little bag or something. So yeah, man, this has been an enjoyable chat, man. You seem very level-headed, very grounded, and I think those are the traits that you need, especially in a world where. You know, being a footballer is like a bubble. Yeah. Like, you understand? And you seem like someone that's not going to get intoxicated in it. Mm-hmm. You just want to do your thing, work hard, and, yeah, you'll, you'll prosper. Yeah, and I think last one from me in terms of um, this interview before we round up. Music. What music are you into? Because I speak to all these youngers and you, man, are just saying little this, little mm. that. And I'm like, bro. Little baby I, always yeah, pops I don't up. Know, yeah, I don't know these guys. So yeah. who, who, who you rocking with? Um... I'm drive. I drive a lot in it, so yeah. I got to change it up a little bit. Um, probably put a paper. Oh yeah. Mm. yeah. Um, Dirk, baby, everyone. Yeah, that's that's, that's, that's everyone's in it. But sometimes you got to switch up. Like, there's times you catch me listen to like a Bruno Mars or something. Someone. Um, who else do I listen to? Maybe some Afro beats in there. Who you messing with from the Afro beats? A burner boy thing, yeah. So, yeah. our burner boy, Wizkid, and Davido, you always hear these debates in the group chat. So, <laughs> you rocking with it's a burner boy, yeah. That's probably people I listen to the most, really. Yeah, this has been an excellent yeah. chat, man. You're an impressive young player, man. I love your mindset, and we're definitely gonna keep watching your journey because that. Uh, think you can go very very far nice it's been an absolute pleasure thank you for for being transparent and taking the time out and i think you gave a fantastic interview so all the best for the future and we're going to be supporting your journey so we're going to leave it there that's another episode of the beautiful game podcast if you like the video please leave a like on the youtube channel subscribe to the youtube channel the beautiful game podcast follow our social handles at podcast underscore tbg on twitter and at pod underscore tbg on instagram and we will see you in the next one peace
mobile phone companies say they offer home internet. But if their internet comes from a cell phone network, you should know. It's just phone internet, not home internet. Keep your home up to speed with Cox. Cox internet is faster and has more reliable download speeds than 5G home internet. Cox is the real home internet you're looking for. Based on Cox analysis of UCLA speed test intelligence data, Q3 2022 and Cox serviceable areas, visit cox.com slash internet for details. Hey folks, I'm Mark Marin from the WTF podcast. And this episode is brought to you by Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues, your ally to help tackle your allergy symptoms this season. I love the change of seasons, but nobody loves pollen and all those other things floating in the air that make you sneeze during this nice weather. Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues are hypoallergenic and allergist approved. So fight back against watery eyes and runny noses without worrying about irritating your skin. For this allergy season, grab Kleenex and face allergies head on. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.